Hey guys, and welcome to Sounds Like NYC. I'm here, my friend. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So, uh, let us know who you are, what you do, uh, what you're doing here, um, why you're wearing that shirt. Because I need space. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly why. Hold that jazz. Uh, no, and I'm about space. I'm always about space. I don't want to go to Mars, but I am about learning. I don't know, I just yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. I figured this here. But uh, I just <laughs> I don't know if we're along and I love this shirt. It has a double orange contract to it. I need space and I need space. So so I'm a Leah. I'm a comic, stand-up comic. What I'm doing here is hopefully hanging out with David and learning more about David and myself and everything about the world in 30 minutes. <laughs> Also, to promote two upcoming shows. I have a show at New York Comedy Club on March 9th, and another one at Broadway Comedy Club at 806. Should come out. I will pay for your drinks, but I'm not. Pay for my drinks? I'll pay for David's drinks. I drink. If you come, oh uh, no, you got. You gonna have one. One. One, David. I will pay for that first okay. drink. Okay. Sounds you good. come, I will pay. You come, you bring four other people, I'll pay for their first drinks. Can I take their first drinks? Uh, if you want to fight them, sure. <laughs> I don't know how your friends are about alcohol. <laughs> your friends would be like, did you just take my drink, David? Do, do we have that? I gave, you a, I gave you a good show. <laughs> so yeah, if you come, I'll definitely first drink on me. I'm holding you to it. Hey, no, I'm serious. Right, I will pay for it. Just make sure it's under ten dollars. You gotta get that PBR. <laughs> you gotta get that PBR. <laughs> Tell me, get a martini or the lime extra. Get the PBR. In fact, if you, you get a cosmopolitan. Oh, how much is a cosmopolitan? No, no. What is one of them though? If it's under ten. You get a really, really fruity drink. All right. Make sure it's under ten. Because I'm a man <laughs> and I'm comfortable with my sexuality, and if I want to drink. A blue daiquiri, I will. I will. That's what I'm saying. That's a man who's secure about himself. Yeah. That is a secure man, people. Yeah. This is a cash. I try to be. This man's a cash. Secureness. You don't want an insecure man. No. Secure men are scared. Yeah. Okay. Want, yeah. I've dealt with some. I won't talk about Oof. it. Maybe. <laughs> I'm talking about it. <laughs> I'm talking about it. So, yeah, so how long have you been in the comedy scene? Um, a little over a year. Mm -hmm. uh, so, as we were talking, um, a, well, not a friend, a acquaintance. Uh, well, yeah, well, I don't even know if it's not. I can't say it was an acquaintance. Yeah. I was just at my job, you know, and you know, I was cracking jokes with one of the coworkers, and my other coworker said, oh, you know, I said, oh, my next job is going to be a stand up comedy. Mm -hmm. And my coworker was like, no, it's not. And I was like, oh, you don't know me well enough yeah. <laughs> to know what it's going to be. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to become a stand-up comic. Mm -hmm. And ever since, I've been doing comedy. Hmm. So, and before that, what were you doing? I did slam poetry, um, which I'm happy about. Okay. Because uh, I feel it gives me the structure mm. to do comedy. You learn timing. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, I know it's not everyone is good with timing um, in comedy. 
So with slam poetry, you usually have a limit at 310, 3 minutes and 10 seconds. Okay. Sometimes it's more depending on where you go. Mm -hmm. And also like when it's competitions like iWhips, which is an individual world poetry um, competition, mm -hmm. they can be four minutes at okay. the most. So it ranges. You have to have a one minute poem, a two minute poem, a three minute poem, a four minute poem, and then when you get into the finals and semifinals, it goes back to about 310 and 330. Mm -hmm. So that helped a lot in regards to uh, like training me to make sure I'm on time, mm -hmm. you know, cutting down any unnecessary. So fat. Effect, right? Yeah. Just making sure I'm not just rattling on. Right, of course. And just doing what yeah. I need to do. So. How good were you, were you at that? I mean, I was all right. I mean, I didn't make millions of dollars. You know, I made dollars. <laughs> Tens, you made something. Hundreds, not thousands. Um, I, I, I felt it was pretty good. And I don't know. I left because uh, I felt a little disappointed mm. in it. So I, I just left. It's funny, I saw someone a few weeks ago that I used to do poetry with, and it was kind of bittersweet. Oof. Yeah. Are they doing good? Huh? Are they doing good? No, oh, no, they're doing fine. They're doing great. It's, it just reminded me of, of, of the time I was in it. It reminded me of, you know, what I thought it was going to be and what it did end up being. You know, it's, it felt bittersweet because I really had all these ambitions about poetry that kind of got dashed. I don't know if that dash is the right word, mm -hmm. but it, when I saw him, it reminded me of what it could have been, what happened, and how it made me feel. Gotcha. And I felt sad about it. You know, it's like when you really hope this worked out, like you're in a, with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, right. and you hope it really works out, mm -hmm. and then it doesn't, and you're just like, what happened? Was it my fault? Was it his fault? Mm -hmm. And I feel like a little bit was, not a little bit, actually a lot was my fault. Mm -hmm. So. Gotcha. I don't know. But I mean, are you happy now? Doing going? I am very happy now. I think I've learned a lot from slam poetry. Mm -hmm. I feel as if um, it's taught me what I needed to be, to have done. You mm -hmm. know, like, I can't be as naive as I was before. And I don't think I'm going to be. I, I think if people like you, they like you, and if they don't like you, they don't like you. You don't have to guess where me. You don't have to guess that. Do you think comedians are less idealistic than like, you know, somebody like a slam poet? Or do you think it's like, for kind of the same thing just because we're, we're artists through, through anyways? I don't know. I don't know enough com comedians to answer that question. Mm -hmm. Because I think whenever something's business, yeah, I don't think you can be idealistic. Right. I think it can help you in your craft, mm -hmm. but when you're dealing with business and money, I think it's important to know that sometimes people won't have your back if they feel a certain way about you. Right. You know, because it's business. Like when I'm in corporate America, I know it's business. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to be everybody's friend. I'm not trying to hang out with everybody. I'm trying to do my job, I'm trying to do it well. Or you are, just because you know it's going to get you to some places. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I have to be everyone's friend. It right. doesn't mean I have to be X, Y, and Z. Right. So I'm just kind of in this place in corporate America. I understand that. But I think in poetry, I didn't understand that. And I felt like I didn't protect myself well while I was in slam poetry because mm -hmm. of it. I had an idea that was not, I feel, correct. And... 
I don't know, like, I feel like it kind of hurt me because of that. No, I mean, I think that's a lot of issue, that's an issue a lot of artists have. It's just because, um, I said this kind of times, just like they focus too much on their art. Mm-hmm. They're not focused on like the overall picture, which is like, listen, you want to make a business out of your art. Right. You have to focus on the business part of it too. Right. So, I mean, I feel like that's a, something a lot of people can you know, relate to. Right. And I think I made that mistake. Mm-hmm. Just thinking that your art would take you because your art is good. Right. And also assuming people would have my back that didn't have my back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, I was like, oh, I have this person's back. You right. know, I thought they really cared about me and everything. And I learned the hard way that's not always the case. That was not the case. Yeah. And I think that's when I saw the person, I was reminded of that. Mm-hmm. I was, it, it's like, like I said, bittersweet because. I remember having really great times in slam poetry, completely great times. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also remember the bad times and thinking, oh yeah, X, Y, Z will tell me or help me and it didn't, and it didn't happen. And I don't know, it's again, bittersweet. So are you a full-time comic or do you do something else? Uh, full-time comic, I work as an accounts payable specialist for a company. It's <laughs> not <Sound> very funny. <laughs> But it pays the bills. Accounts payable specialist. Specialist. So you're knifing people down saying give me the money? No, I'm there I'm paying people like into their bills and invoices. Oh, yeah, it's accounts receivable. It's accounts receivable. They're the ones who sign up. Why I didn't last that long ago. <laughs> I want to call it for accounting. Really? Parents, yeah, my parents are really, really happy because it's like, yes, yes, you're doing good. You have a good job, good stable job. And what's the semester? Oh. Yeah, no, I don't ask for money. I just pay the money. Oh, I don't pay it, but we just like issued out the payments, and my manager like helps me do all that. Stuff. Do you feel like having a mundane job kind of like, you know, makes your jokes a little bit better? Um, you have any good stories to tell from your job? No, I don't. T- I try not to tell any stories about my job for fear if someone sees me, mm-hmm. I'll get fired for yeah. it. Like something just happened this week and I want to talk about it so bad, but I'm like, ah. Can you just like change names? Uh-huh. You can't just change names? I feel like no. I don't feel like I can change <laughs> names. I don't feel like if I change names, it will be okay. I don't feel like it. Like I did talk about something that happened. I talked about my raise, raise, mm-hmm. but it was very short and it didn't get a laugh. So I was just like, I'm not going to talk about it because it must not be funny. But like something else happened at my job, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna talk about it so bad. Right. And I'm like, oh, what if someone sees me? And they're like, uh, yeah, we saw her on X, Y, Z, or we heard her, and mm-hmm. this is what she said. Right. And then, you know, I, I honestly don't know if we have like confidentiality agreements. I feel like we do. So I'm like trying so hard not to talk about right. it. I'm hoping like if I do talk about it, it's because I'm, I'm no longer an employee. <laughs> Which I hope is because I chose it, not because they're like, oh, you need to go. <laughs> That's my hope. Well, I hope you get fired. Uh, <laughs> are, you pay, are, you, are, are you offering to pay my bills, David? Um, no. Oh, okay. No, this, no, this podcast. <laughs> like, no. Listen. You know unemployment's there, girl. Go get it. <laughs> let's talk about, um, let's talk about, like, uh, we were talking about before, like, a bad bit. 
Oh, right. Yeah. So, what are you doing? Is there air conditioner on? I felt, uh, I feel like, yay. Okay. It's good because this room usually gets hot. That's when we have to wrap things up. Okay. Artists aren't too happy with me in this room. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with a bad bit, right? Let's say you don't get the reaction you you want. Do you go back and you write something else for it, or do you just like throw it away? No, I try to rewrite it. Um, like I did the the bit on. So I did. So this was happening. One thing happened when I did a bit about Clemson University. So you, when Clemson University won, they went to the White House, mm -hmm. and uh, Trump served them fast food. Mm -hmm. So someone reminded me of this, and I tried to do the bit off the top of my head, and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So I actually rewrote the bit, and I thought, oh man, it's, it's been a few weeks. I don't think anyone's going to remember Clemson being at the White House. But then the Patriots won, and usually NFL teams or NBA teams go to the White House yeah. for So I rewrote the bit for the Patriots, and that did a whole lot better. And it worked, so I do repurpose sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and it worked a whole lot better, but then I was like, oh, you could have pushed it further. Because I, I just talked about, you know, because the Patriots were coming to the White House, like Trump was probably going to supersize their meals, put some extra cheese on the Big mm -hmm. Mac, get them the grande burritos from Taco Bell, mm -hmm. get them the double whopper instead of the single whopper. And I kind of left it at that. But I was like, oh, you know what you should have done? And then for, his, and for Trump, he would have asked for the crown from Burger King so he can walk around the White House. Like you're feeling like the king. Yeah. And I didn't even go that far, but I thought about it. But I do sometimes repurpose it. Just if, you know, to see if it works better, maybe a different audience, mm -hmm. a different area, and go from there. Gotcha. Well, what's what's the writing process like for, for a comedian? For me, I just read a lot. Okay. Like, I have to read a lot because the world is funny. My life is funny, but the world is funnier sometimes. Like, I talk about wanting to go to Russia, and I really did want to go to Russia, and but I'm worried there are not enough black people for me to go there. <laughs> and I would be like, that's racist. No, it's not. Because my fear is, I don't know if I should say this, but my fear is I go to Russia, and I have my own version of the movie taken, and like my dad doesn't have like any special particular set of skills to come save me from some human traffickers. So I'm like, I need a few black folks there, just a few. Um, so it's, you know, I really like politics because it's so funny, but just in general, people are funny, you know? And I, sometimes people just don't know certain things. Right. So I also like to talk about things in a way to like let people know because sometimes they just don't know. Right. Um, like I just came across something called Black Pete. Um, so in the Netherlands, they have they celebrate Santa Claus. Okay. And here in America, we celebrate Santa Claus. But Santa Claus helpers are elves. Where in the Netherlands, it's Black Pete. And it does sound bad because if you're right, it is. <laughs> you're absolutely right. It is bad. That's pretty funny. So <laughs> Black Pete. Yo, seriously, Black Pete. So bad. Looks like a slave in gesture clothing. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what just I, one black pea for all of for for who Santa Claus helper to help give the that's kids. That's his only helper. That's his only helper. And on top of that, he's dressed like a clown, like old school gesture joker clown. And the thing is when they celebrate Santa Claus in the Netherlands, white people dress up like black pea. Full black face 
curly hair, red lips. Yes, yes, they go in. They go in. So I was like, what is... Is there any Christmas spirit? (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what is happening, right? That's crazy. It is crazy. So there are black folks in the Netherlands, people. They are are there. So they didn't be... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they've been protesting this. They have been protesting black Pete. I tell them, stop, you know, protesting, you know, stop doing black Pete. Yeah. And they're saying, no, no, we're not going to stop, you know, because it's part of our culture. Mm. But at the time they created black Pete, slave trade was a part of their culture too, which you're not doing that anymore. So, you know, I was like, you know, they're going back and forth, but then the neo-Nazis in the Netherlands would started saying, no, we should keep Black Pete. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, and the neo-Nazis would yeah. jump in. We all know it's racist. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's racist. Let's, let's yeah. just go ahead and kill that. So, yeah, so it's, it's one well, of those... just make Santa Claus black. Well, they can, but I think that would be the worst for the Netherlands. We have a problem with people having Black Santa Claus here. So the Netherlands, I don't think they're gonna be too happy with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the most depressing Christmas story. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry, but you know they did try to change it. They have somebody called Chimney Something. I don't know. So it's just a white guy who looks dirty because he's been in a chimney. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this is bad too. It was super bad. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't know. But I was, I was shocked about the black people. I was super shocked. Pretty crazy. I was super crazy. That's pretty bad. Jesus. I I I I I never I don't know the Dutch were like slave traders back in that day and the the Portuguese and the British and everything, but I just was shocked. My dad, I told my dad about it. He was like, I've never heard of it. I was like, me neither. What? Huh? I just was shocked. We just kept going back. We can't believe this. So yeah. Now do I think they're racist people? All the people know us are racist? No, I don't think that. Yeah. You know, I, but why keep this? You know, why keep this? I don't know, so, it's a crazy place. It is. It is. That's why I kind of want to go places where, like, when I went to France and there were so many black people. I was concerned it wouldn't be enough, but there were. There were a lot of black people there, so it's not safe. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to Spain once and I was. I was mistaken for an illegal immigrant a couple of times. So I've told that story. Yeah, that do you. <laughs> you might you might say it. You might say it. Uh, I was. It, me and my friend worked to Spain um, with our husbands to work on organic farms, and we were mistaken twice. They thought, like, one guy came up to us and offered us papers to stay in the country. And I was like, Me too, something. I'm like, well, we don't, we came here legally. <laughs> we came here with the visa and the passport. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but hey, we're giving it to you. Those favors, those visas, those favors. So, yeah, so, it, you're, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Never been, who was one that I go, but I've never been. Should go. Yeah. Should go. It's interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Have, have you lived here all your life? Yeah. yeah. No, no, not New York. I was born in the States. I was born in Chicago. Gotcha. And then my mom got married and I was in California. Mm-hmm. I went to school in Arizona. And after that, I came here. So. How long have you been in New York City? Oh, God. A long, 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 long time. More than a decade. Been here for a minute. And, I mean, I'm in, I live in Jersey now. Okay. 
every everything I learn changes me. I feel mm-hmm. the more I understand what's happening, the more the more and less how I'm treated by people. I feel like I'm learn I'm, I'm learning something new. It's changing my perspective on life. It's changing my perspective on how I handle situations. I mean, perfect example. I just was I don't want to say reprimanded, but at my apartment. They told me I could no longer sing after midnight because I was disturbing <laughs> the neighbors I was. <laughs> so I'm like, fine. You know, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I started singing last night. I was like, well, stop. You can't mm-hmm. sing. But I'm like, actually, it helped. It helped a lot um, because what happened was there was something bothering me about something in my room. Mm-hmm. And then the first day I stopped singing, I found out what the problem was. And I was like, oh, shit. They were right. <laughs> <laughs> They were right. So for me, I was very happy with it. I didn't want to do it, but I I learned. You shut the fuck up. Let people sleep. And if you can learn something, you just found out what was bothering you for a couple of months. You just found the answer just by being quiet. So, I mean, it was worth it. So you said you have shows coming up? Yes, I do. I have a show March 9th. I have a show March, uh, March 9th. March, March 9th at New York Comedy Club. I have a show April 6th for my Broadway Comedy Club. Both are at 5 p.m. Uh, you can go to laughingbuddhacomedy.com for the New York Comedy Club show. And you can go to the Broadway Comedy Club website for that show. And I'll be sure to look everything up just for weeks. Okay, I appreciate that. Well, uh, thank you very much. Thank you. I I just no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> thank you, sounds like New York. <laughs>